Hello there, welcome to episode 36 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. Uh, but also tonight, um, I'm going to include this and uh, as the Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast as well, as I think it has to double up. Uh, but the main, main topic uh, we're coming from is uh, to do with March Brain Injury Awareness Month, as it is in the USA and North America. Uh, now, as you may be aware, there's a, a few other things going on around us at the moment, <laughs> and um, I want to keep this as light as possible, because there's enough stuff on social media, there's enough stuff in the news and elsewhere, and it can be very confusing, uh, and even annoying, frustrating, um, kind of frightening time for people, and I want to keep this intentionally light. And, um, you know, just to share some of the good things that are going on as well. Um, <clears throat> I would also have to have a, have a look at um, uh, what's going on uh, in order so that we can, uh, as people that have survived uh, both kind of brain injury, traumatic brain injury, mild traumatic brain injury, severe traumatic brain injury, post-concussion syndrome and fibromyalgia, how can we stay safe? within ourselves, within our own um, community, our, our own place as well. Um, now, you, you're going to see, uh, obviously, less and less about the, the brain injury awareness uh, in on social media and in the media as well. Everything's being swallowed up by everything else that's going on. And uh, it, it is, quite rightly, um, <clears throat> an extraordinary time for humanity, for woman, mankind, um, where we really need to uh, not just look at ourselves, but uh, to look uh, and reach out further and further to the people around us. Uh, this means getting out of comfort zones. It means that we're all going to be pushed out of comfort zones. Um, our governments and, and local leaders and people are going to have to step to the mark and help us all to provide for our families and, and for each other. But uh, the main thing that we can do, um, whether we have brain injury or not, or whether we care for somebody that has brain injury or not, is to um, be proactive and think about, you know, who do you know in your community around you? Uh, now, for different people listening in different places, this may be very diverse. If you live in an apartment or, or whatever in a city or, or somewhere in a heavily uh, populated area, you might not know too many people around you. Uh, you may know some people within the city. You may have friends. You may have people you know and social media in the city. Uh, but if, if you live in the, the countryside, then you probably likely, if you live in a village or a small town, to know a lot more people. And so the sense of community there can be, uh, you know, kind of greater and more cohesive. Um, there's all kinds of others in between, um, but, you know, it's a case of uh, thinking about anybody that you haven't seen for a while, anybody that uh, is a single parent particularly, whether it be a single mother or single father, uh, whether it be uh, families that are on the breadline, which there are obviously quite a lot of these days, and um, people that have disabilities, that have physical injuries, that have chronic illness, other hidden inju injuries and disabilities and illnesses as well, um, plus people with learning difficulties um, who, who you know, kind of may have slipped through the net. There's all kinds of people that slip through the net these days. 
in fact I always say that the holes in the net are just getting wider and wider so that more and more people actually slip through <clears throat> um, something kind of struck me remarkably today when, when I was out in my own community and um, you know that the number of people uh, very friendly here and have a very multicultural very very wide diverse uh, number of different kind of races and cultures here uh, but the, the number of people that kind of talking to each other and you know just kind of complete strangers and people uh, you know kind of being friendlier than ever being being more more um, kind of open uh, and you know more of a sense of community and togetherness and I think yeah that what's happened is that jolt that jolt that humanity needs often, uh, you know, to, to pull us together. It's like a short, sharp shock uh, that we've been given for us to be able to change our ways. <clears throat> now, in terms of um, post-concussion syndrome and, and brain injury, uh, I've had a lot of messages since the last podcast over the last uh, few days, particularly uh, with quite a number of people who, who've reported new injuries or re-injuries as well. Uh, this is something which is obviously going to continue. Um, my theory is that the, uh, the mainstream media, I'll refer to them as the MSM, and the governments and people are uh, kind of blasting out a massive amount of fear-based, what I call fear porn or fear pornography, uh, towards us all and uh, it, it's kind of 24 7 it never stops you know there's statistics which are you know kind of you can say whatever you want um, and there are the real facts of the situation there are things we all need to take account of um, but what also troubles me on the other side is uh, this kind of like uh, technocratic based approach which is like to say well only the only science and only the medical industry can save us. Oh, but actually, we don't have a vaccine yet. We don't have any medications. We don't know what treatments yet. Um, but o only we can save you, though. You know, only te technocratic society can save you. Uh, but we don't have a clue. Oh, but by the way, don't use anything natural because it, there's no scientific evidence or data to uh, infer that any of that works anyway. So it's kind of like the desperation... Of, of, I don't know what, I really don't know. I think, you know, there's some intelligent people out there and there's people that, you know, like myself and others and, and many, many people for hundreds or even thousands of years, even go back to Ayurvedic medicine. There's that hundreds and thousands of years of written and uh, kind of other evidence and anecdotal evidence. that All these natural remedies work as well. There's so much evidence, but it's just not been done by the people that run the multi-billion dollar a year drug industry in their labs or by their scientists. Because guess what? They ain't fucking interested in doing that, part of my French. They ain't got the slightest bit of fucking interest in in finding that natural remedies um, will, will, you know, kind of natural things like vitamin C drips could, could help with with uh, the problem or uh, GC math or anything else. They've got no interest whatsoever. I mean, why would you shoot yourself in your own foot? Yeah. If, you, if you're that busy making so much profit from uh, drugs which are th synthesized from nature anyway, 
<laughs> you know, it's not as if they just dreamt these chemicals up. They're all synthesized from natural plants and substances. And it's not as if you would do that and then shoot yourself in the foot by going, oh yeah, just use vitamin C, just use GC math, just use curcumin, just use reverse troll or whatever. You wouldn't do that. You would be literally taking away your own livelihood. So please, please think twice before you listen to this official advice not to kind of even concern yourself with anything natural. Uh, I'm, you know, we don't give medical advice in the show. None of it is to be considered medical or, or kind of pharmaceutical advice, anything like that, health advice, not so ever. But look for yourself, find for yourself, you know, what everybody else is saying is, you know, good, strong daily doses of vitamin C and vitamin D. Uh, I also want to direct you towards a couple of <clears throat> recent uh, video casts that were done uh, online, and you'd be on YouTube now. One was Dr. Marco Ruggiero, uh, which was a, a week or so ago. Uh, he was the, obviously from Italy, and uh, he did a, a video cast on um, kind of the, the, the vulnerabilities of uh, the virus and so on. And the other day, Dr. Dietrich Klinghart did uh, two uh, video casts as well, which he looked into uh, a cocktail of natural herbs and remedies, uh, which can help to fully boost your immunity against this type of uh, lung-borne uh, coronavirus. Um, they also said as well uh, some interesting things, which I'll let you look into, which, which kind of piqued my attention. Uh, one of the other main things that were said was... Um, that national medical boards in different countries and continents are suspending and pulling up the licenses of any functional, practical, nutritional doctors that recommend anything natural, anything at all, for this virus. So that's like saying, well, uh, we don't want anybody to get cured. We don't want anybody to get well. You know, we don't have the answer and our, our, our people don't have the answer yet, but you can't look anywhere else. So we're in a similar situation to the uh, 1939 Cancer Act that we have in, here, in, here in Britain, which is, well, you know, uh, we, well, basically then if they make something, they can profit from it. But uh, nobody in that industry can profit from nature. So be very wary, my friends. Be very, very wary. Um the truth is that nobody knows the truth yet. Nobody's in possession of all the facts. Uh, so all kinds of stuff in the last few weeks in other places that you may not have seen. Uh, there was this chap, Mark Osterholm, on the Joe Rogan show the other day. I had to turn it off halfway through. Um, he, he seemed like he, he started off with massive kind of scaremongering and things as well. And... By the time he got about halfway through the podcast, the stuff he was saying was just like red flags, red flags. That he was a, a, a revolving doors government corporate man and was attempting to scare the holy heavens out of people. And um, it just, I just turned it off at that point and went, well, you know what, um, other people can make their own minds up. This, this guy's got an agenda. Um, and he was very, very, very shady and very coy about who he'd worked for down the years. He gave a list of, of several corporations and government bodies and things. And there was no kind of like, you couldn't really see who he really was or who he worked for. And so, yeah, you're going to see this all over. 
so that leads me to the next point, which is um, just finding um, your inner space to remain calm in this time as well. Um, as you've probably uh, learned through uh, having concussions from traumatic brain injuries and post-concussion syndrome, you're very much challenged uh, in the, the short to mid to even to long term to be able to find your own space and your own identity again to grieve from what has uh, been taken from you. Um, the current situation in the world is we're, we're going to be forced to do that a lot quicker. So in some ways you could say to yourself, well actually I've been prepared for this in, in many, many aspects. I've been prepared for kind of a process of grief and things. And I think that is something which we could use to help other people as well. Definitely uh, there's going to be more and more people that are going to suffer traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome and things over the, the months and year, years that come. Uh, now, I think it's important to mention as well that uh, I think one of the, probably the next biggest killer or maybe even a bigger killer than, than the virus is going to be people with stress-related problems um, where the stress and the, the kind of issues on the mind, mental health issues as well, are actually going to um, cause them to have severe issues. Um, you know, there may be all kinds of related deaths um, from this, which aren't actually as a cause of the virus. The virus may actually end up, oddly enough, being the secondary cause of death if we're not careful. This is why I say to be uh, open, to be uh, not fearful, and to just have as much as you need is, is a very, very good advice, which we've seen everywhere. It is only common sense, um, but, you know, some people actually need to be told that. Um, hearing all kinds of stories about, um, well, we know all about the toilet paper, but, um, you know, we, we especially with poorer uh, single parents, poorer families, uh, people from lower social mobility, maybe ones that have chronic illnesses that can't work as much, but still have children and families to look after. Going to the supermarkets after all these selfish arseholes have been round and finding that there's no formula milk left for their children, uh, there's no nappies left, no nappy wipes, uh, and so on and so on. So um, we know that yeah, if you've, if you've got kids of your own, if you've got babies of your own as well, it then becomes, well, uh, how did you respond? You know, what did you do? Did you just go and panic by yourself? Did you just go and stock it all up? And, you know, you've seen the videos online of, of people doing things like that. It really is uh, pretty sickening, really. But uh, in the weeks and months that follow, we'll have to see how people respond. Um, but I think all of us that, that have been through either post-concussion syndrome or fibromyalgia as well, because don't forget, fibromyalgia is a long-term uh, disability that is generally is with you from birth in an epigenetic sense. You have a, a, pre, a hereditary predisposition to it where it can trigger in stages. So it may trigger if you're unlucky in childhood or teenage years, but usually in 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, depending on stress and other events. So yeah, you, you, you're going to find that if you're fibro as well, um, then yeah, you, you're going to be triggered in different ways if you if you if you 
can remain calm though, if you can remain uh, to try to stress yourself and unburden yourself. Not always easy in this day and age, but uh, the more you can try to take little measures to take the stress of yourself, uh, then that's better. And the more sense of community you can find, uh, particularly online, but you may not have too many people in your own neighbourhood that suffer with fibromyalgia, or you may know a few in your, your, your wider friend circle, but you can always find support online as well, um, in a moral sense. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's about taking the time to slow down the pace even more. We're all going to have to slow down the pace even more with brain injury, fibromyalgia, and even normal kind of healthy, happy so-called people as well that have just kind of got to go through this in order to survive now. So, um, yeah, the, the stuff that's positive stuff that's come from Brain Injury Month and the people that have got in touch with me, well, I've had some positive stories. I won't reveal all names and things, but uh, uh, just total strangers got in touch with me through Facebook and, and Twitter and a couple by email. And uh, the first one's encouraging story about a couple and their, their young daughter. Daughter was 13 and had an accident at sports and school and uh, a, 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 an additional accident in a, in a automobile uh, incident, crash or whatever, uh, in, within a year or so. And is, is now, um, they didn't take her through the allopathic drug system, med, medicinal system, uh, luckily, they had a decent insurance and, and taken her to naturopath and treatment, bone therapy and other stuff as well. Uh, she's in the northern states of the USA, um, near to the border. And uh, she's doing well at the moment. We had a bit of a chit-chat and said, well, you know, there may be certain other things you could do. You can expand the umbrella of care and therapy out in all kinds of different directions. And uh, it seems like they've taken some of those ideas on board Although they seem to be doing extremely well, and um, hope that in the next kind of year or so, uh, the young lady involved is is going to be showing even more signs of improvement too. Um, one main thing there that was uh, an important factor was uh, a, a, not just a rest from uh, too much physical activity, but. Uh, a change in the tempo of physical activity, so moving away from contact sports and different things into a more kind of solitary walking, running, different types of exercise, which have helped helped a young lady's brain recover uh, much quicker. Uh, so that's one good positive story. Uh, another gentleman called Russ has been in touch. I'll call him Russ from Nebraska. And uh, he was in the uh, the military and the police over the years. So a dedicated serviceman. Uh, and he talked about incidents uh, which happened, uh, yeah, in his military career. Um, uh, well, he's basically, his injury came about as a result of... Uh, one of his uh, military comrades uh, acting up and acting about uh, whilst drunk and he ended up getting whacked in the head with a, the butt of a, uh, a rifle <clears throat> and so uh, Russ was uh, talking about the fact that he'd had many many kind of incidents before where he'd been whacked in the head you know bumped and cracked in the head and I never felt anything but just this one little on the head and he's like well all of a sudden he's he's with the uh the uh regimentary uh 
Afghan shrink and the doctor and everybody and and within a year or so he's uh, he's been signed off and gone on trying to get sickness benefit and uh, kind of what, what, I don't welfare whatever you call it over there and um, went on a very kind of downward slope um, now he's volunteering for uh, ex kind of veterans uh, ex veterans service and and homeless uh, kind of shelters where he lives because he can't get a, a, an actual job. Um, his only life has been police and, and army and uh, returning home to where he lives. I think it's only a small town, he said. Uh, he's unable to uh, kind of get a career on track uh, because, he, in his own words, I didn't come from the right family background. Yeah, which kind of tells you all you need to know, not just about... Uh, the USA, but most societies these days, that yeah, if you are in, in the right family background or the right connections, then you'll always be looked after, or no matter, regardless of your ability. Uh, but this gentleman seems like he has a lot. He told me all the, the skills and qualifications and things he had, and was like, wow, that, that's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> He'd learned a lot in one lifetime, uh, but getting back home to a small town where industries kind of died and everything else, he was like, well, yeah, I can't even get a job um, in a, in like a supermarket or whatever, or a fast food place. So yeah, the, the challenges again are coming up to us all all through society. And um, Russ, thank you for sharing that as well. And uh, you know, kind of lots of love to you and your daughter as well. Um, it seems like the two of them have each other. And that's uh, that's important that you still have some family there as well, and that's that's kind of a, re a reason for both of you to keep fighting on, and uh, being being as strong as you have been. Many many blessings to both of you, uh, and your dear mum you mentioned as well. <laughs> still going. All right, who's next? Um, next one on the list here is uh, Samantha. Uh, Samantha, a lady from Montreal in Canada. Um, she moved there a couple of years ago. Uh, from Aspen in Colorado and she's uh, talked about uh, numerous things uh, particularly which led to the breakup of a, a previous relationship uh, so these are all just your your stories that you sent in for, for Brain Injury Awareness Month uh, we don't have time to interview everybody and I'm sure you know it's not always convenient uh, but Samantha was saying well yeah following the, the breakup of a relationship uh, and having lost a, 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 a son and daughter uh, through the whatever family courts they have in the USA. Um, she she had to move to uh, Montreal for work, um, had an injury fairly early on, um, just to, just kind of being, uh, she said, hit at low speed by a, 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 a cyclist. Uh, I don't know if she meant the cyclist was going at low speed or he just didn't uh, didn't look at where they were going. Uh, I know it's like, well, one of those kind of grey areas really that you know cyclists don't really pay any attention to road rules or, or they, they, they ride on the pavements and they don't have any insurance they generally often don't wear helmets they don't usually consider anybody else or respect traffic lights or signals or whatever uh, but this one had, had gone through a, a, a traffic signal and, and hit her at a crossing uh, not at fast speed but it seems like she, she'd gone down uh, the cyclist had landed back and landed on top of her. So, not only did she have um, 
concussion, traumatic brain, in, you know, mild traumatic brain injury. She had uh, physical injuries as well. Um, this person, this guy on the bike, um, uh, just buggered off and wasn't uh, somebody else phoned uh, an ambulance, and he was never seen again. Uh, which is, you know, you always hear about how hard done cyclists are, but uh, that's pretty harsh, really. Uh, to do that and then just uh, disappear and so somebody else had to kind of you know an elderly gentleman and, and his daughter came along and, and took you know kind of held a hand until the ambulance came um, so from there her life was turned upside down uh, her previous role in media and TV and, uh, and and kind of news channels and things was uh, uh, t- turned upside down as well now she's working in community projects to, to help people uh, regain support for work and things as well. Um, and it seems like, yeah, nearly two years out from that, uh, 18 months out, whatever it is from the accident, um, she's really uh, helping to empower herself uh, with the help of natural medicine. She particularly likes the mushroom blends. So, yeah, high five, Samantha. <laughs> the mushroom blends are amazing. Uh, I think she's listed one here. It's got turkey tail in it, reishi, Chaga, uh, Cordyceps, Lion's Mane, and um, I don't. I, this must be legal up there, but she's mentioned uh, two types of psilocybin mushroom as well, uh, plus a stack of, of uh, vitamins and things as well, uh, and then uh, also uh, yeah, like wheatgrass juice, and um, looks like she's using immuno as well. So right, a, a brave lady, and and she's obviously ed- ed- educated herself too. Um, and um, currently hoping to to kind of fight to to still get contact with the children who are, who are now getting towards the, the teenage years. So thank you for sharing that, Samantha. Very very brave lady. Um, and uh, yeah, please stay in touch as well. I'd lo- love to hear to hear more from you as well. All of all of the people that have uh, uh, got in touch too. Um, so yeah that's probably about it for tonight I'll probably update again uh, in a little while um, the main thing to say for, for both fibromyalgia and post-concussion syndrome at this time is that um, you can find ways in order to mitigate to prevent that's prophylactic uh, against not just uh, this virus but against seasonal colds and flu and uh, bron- bronchitis and other things that, that do come around at this time of the year. The main prophylactic is uh, to keep laughing, to keep your vagus nerve going. Uh, this is stimulated, vagus nerve stimulation is by laughing, singing, dancing, hugging, although be careful who you hug, um, and also, you know, kind of be, being generally upbeat and, and having uh, meditation time or walk time, community in nature, uh, you know, finding simple things to do not just sitting and watching TV where you're going to get fear upon fear or, or with the internet or whatever. So yeah, find, find that time to do that if you can, whether you, you've got PCS or fibro, uh, that will really, really help you. Um, in terms of the natural stuff, well, we've covered that a lot in previous episodes uh, and I've already mentioned vitamin C, vitamin D, jaga mushrooms, as Samantha mentioned, Novosol curcumin, Reversatrol, uh, Ashitaba, many things. There's lots of different stuff. Uh, there's anti- antimicrobials and antibacterials from nature, in the likes of copaiba oil, many other essential oils. 
and uh, you don't need necessarily somebody else in a scientific lab who's no interest in testing that kind of stuff to tell you it's no good like I've done in the past if you want to use it that's entirely your choice and if it works that's entirely your success so don't be feared into doing nothing because that is basically what the the establishment would have you do is being feared into doing nothing at all and just sitting there like a hopeless victim waiting for your immune system to be breached you know the, the, the number of stuff i've heard the last few weeks is like oh probiotics are no good vitamins are no good natural remedies herbs tinctures are no good cbd's no good cannabis is no good nothing's no good but we don't have any drugs either so that's basically like saying well Let's just dangle you all out to dry. Don't try anything natural because that doesn't work because we say it doesn't work, but we can't help you either. So yeah, be very wary um, and think, well, think for yourself um, because there's no harm in some ways if you're going to do natural herbal things or therapeutic things to bolster your immune system. You know, what if they work? Wow, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? If you did those anyway, even if even if uh, you know some guy in a white coat says, "Well, the cuckoo," because there's no evidence. What if they worked anyway? Whether it was a placebo or not, or you know, it doesn't matter. What if they worked anyway when there was no other drug or vaccine available? Just take that on board with you, and take a lot of hope and take a lot of heart. Uh, and like, like everybody else is saying, anybody, but just not just to remain positive, but to, to pay attention to your own thoughts and feelings in this time as well. You know, you may, you're going to come up against people that are having uh, extreme attitudes of fear and things, right? You might react to that and it might strike a chord in you somewhere. But try not to react and fight back. Try not to, to spit things back and give things back. Just try to go away and just process what, what it was about what they did or said that triggered something in you. And then just, just try and assimilate it. Take your time. Don't get into fights or arguments or try and push people to do things. Just trying to be present and just try to find your own way through. Uh, the more we do this, the more you're going to kind of recognise the presence of yourself. Uh, and in, if you are staying at home, if you are off work, if you are out of life as well, then it's time for you truly to be with yourselves and to, to look into yourself. And that can be very, very uncomfortable. It can seem dark or, or kind of in the, in the first few days or weeks. It might seem terrifying at times. It might seem, oh, I've never had to do this to sit still or to do this or just to go into nature or just to get back to my own roots of what I used to do, what I used to love. So you may well find it's actually a perfect time on the other side of that coin for you to get into different things, to get back to the base, the root, the core of yourself and find your personal sense of self, redefine who you are to yourself also think about those people around you too. For, for many reasons, you may be going through similar things. Have as much patience and tolerance as you can with them. And hopefully they, they then will do with you as well. Maybe time to heal old wounds, to go back over old traumas and things. So it may be time when you need someone to talk to personally. If you haven't got anyone to talk to, 
then please come. That is the one time that social media can be useful. Come to our groups, come to me, come to the podcast, come to us and just get in touch. Just write in um, any way you can through Facebook, Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide groups, uh, the Fibre Miles Awareness Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we've got um, uh, at Post-Concussion is the handle or at David74, it's D-A-V-I-G-E-7-4. And uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, WordPress. Uh, we've got Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness uh, UK. WordPress. Com. You can message or write via there, or you can email myself at the David Bottomley at gmail. Com. And um, I think that's probably everything there. But yeah, just just uh, tweet, message. Uh, Facebook, right on the wall, anything. If you are isolated, if you don't have anybody there that you feel you can talk to, then there are always, there's thousands of people that I'm sure somebody will, uh, in a safe space of those, those groups, somebody will be willing to share and talk and commune with you as well. Because that's a big word, the big thing that's coming up for us all is re-establishing a sense of community. Communities coming in a positive fashion, where the narcissistic world of social media uh, has in the past kind of systematically taken that to pieces, but community is coming in, in other ways as well. It's, come, it's, it's going to be re-established around us and about us as well. So think about who you can reach out to if you need, and who you can reach out to if you just feel that you need need uh you know to ask if they're okay as well you know it's, it's a two-way thing two three-way thing as well there's always always hope okay so i should leave you there for now thank you so much for listening and um, i send you all my love and blessings uh to each and every one of you and lots of healing as well because the healing is going to be needed um in on all levels in the days and weeks and months that come Thank you so much. Good night. Any and all information given on the Fibromyalgia Awareness Podcast is not intended to be taken as serious professional advice. If you need professional medical advice, go to your healthcare professional, go to your doctor, your GP, your specialist, or whomever is in the establishment. And please take uh, anything that we say anything that I say or my guests say as uh, something which you can look into. As an intelligent, sentient human being, you are probably already aware of this information and you do not have to take anything I or anybody else say as the whole truth. It is only one aspect of the truth. If there is information, things that are suggested, recommended or whatever, we don't, we're not linked to any kind of commercial interest or advertising or anything like that. So please go away, think about the thing, do your own research on the internet, read it, read up on it, ask other people, but don't take our opinions as advice. Thank you very much for listening.